Hi everyone and welcome back. This is Sean from the editing room and sorry it's taken so long to get part two of See for Comedy edited and uploaded. We actually recorded this episode in June this year and obviously we are now in December. Uh, so anything that is said that seems a bit out of context, it might be because of the time. Uh, in this episode we speak to writer and comedian Rebecca Shortall. We had lots of fun um, recording this episode, so I hope you had just as much fun listening. You are listening to The Invisible, a podcast where I, Sarah Wingrove, and I, Sean Williams, will be discussing the representation in film, television and visual media of queer women and non-binary people. Join us each episode where we'll be covering a new topic and introducing each other and you, our listeners, to examples from across genres, languages and spectrums of identity. Now, let's get visible. Sarah, this is Rebecca. Rebecca, this is Sarah. Now I need to say Hi. something about each of you. Oh, I'm allowed to talk from the offset. You, get, you guys had like a uh, an intro situation and then I would like come in afterwards. <laughs> no, oh, I thought you went a bit quiet. I was like, where's she gone? That's, yeah, no, I, no, was, I, I was being polite. I was being like, and then. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Robbie, no. we'll just, just carry on for a bit and then we'll introduce you. We'll just do it like that. So Perfect, go ahead. Yeah, don't worry. But yeah, sure. here you are, introduced to each other. Hi. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, hi. <laughs> I think you might both have something in common. Which is what? Oh. I, I, I know that, look, let me just get this right. I think you both went to Uni of Sussex. I did my master's at Sussex. I didn't go to Sussex. I went to Surrey. Ah, you didn't. Uh, That's it. You know, sorry. sorry. So they but sound I similar. Did play against. I do think <laughs> I played tennis against the University of Surrey at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's your link. I did not play <laughs> tennis. <laughs> no, but you know, you might have really felt. I suppose your team probably winning. <laughs> it <would have> been <laughs> I don't know. Fail. I mean, we were <laughs> we were not great. The University of Roehampton First Ladies tennis team was not amazing. So, oh, you're at Roho. Well, I was at Roehampton. That's how I know Sean. I was at Roehampton, and then I did my masters at Sussex. Ah, okay, fair. Yeah, I've never heard of it as Roho before. I'm enjoying this. I feel like I have, but like only internet colloquially. Colloquially, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm illiterate. What could I say? Um, <laughs> Colloquially. <laughs> you can tell I have a master's yeah. degree, right? Collo- from the way that I. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can say it. Colloquy- colloquial. Colloquially. You know, it's going to become one of those <laughs> things right? where we just keep saying it until it completely loses all meaning and no one even knows anymore. Yeah, colloquially. Colloquial. Roho. <laughs> yeah. I was new. I was new of it as Rowie, but it is kind of I, like no, yeah. You know, I get the Rowie right, vibe. Sean, I was thinking of Rowie. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Rowie. Yes. Hi all. So Sean has taken over on the editing front, but I'm here with a probably quite useless Sarah Cutting uh, to correct myself. So Roho isn't the nickname for Roehampton University. It's actually the nickname for Royal Holloway. So I wasn't being rude to Roehampton students. I just got my universities mixed up. I mean, you have other things in common, obviously, you know. Like what, Sean? Please, you know, leading questions. We're both queer. We're both queer. You both like Actually, I'm really straight. Um, 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I identify as a turf, actually. Is, um... oh, welcome. Yeah, thank you. No, it's really okay. great to have a platform. <laughs> Are you friends with JK? Oh, my God. The, the best of friends. The best of friends. Gal pals. We talk every day. She talks about that stupid bug that she wrote a book about, and I just say, what a great bug. And isn't it great that that bug has one gender? And only one. That's <laughs> what I say all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm saying, in, in actuality, I'm a queer woman who is not a turf at all. Yay! <laughs> Good I to know, hear, What's huh? the twist? <laughs> I'm not a turf. <laughs> no. oh I mean, could you imagine? Oh, dear. Yes. If you edit this to cancel me, I will come to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, could, I could do an impression of your voice. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, go for it. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I'm Sean and I'm a turf. <laughs> you made me sound like bloody. Well, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was Brummy. You made me sound like this. <laughs> Oh, when you said Brummy, I thought you meant Brum, like the car that oh, used to be like a children's Brummy. television show. Oh my god! Oh yeah, the car. Yeah, it went on adventures. Oh, I love your impression of me. It's great. Do you? <laughs> um, uh, Sarah, what do you think? Where do you think Rebecca's from? <laughs> I was gonna ask. Oh, Australia? New Zealand? Oh. Ah, see, I told you I get this all the time, Sean, right? Yeah. Oh, he, maybe, oh, hang on. South Africa? Oh, she's so ambiguous. No, I'm not South African either. Okay. Where then? I'm so oh, confused. Right. It's like a reveal. Um, it, I'm actually from England, but my entire family's from Dublin. So. Oh, I am bad at accents. I'm very sorry. No, you're not bad at accents. My accent is crazy, is what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't sound like I'm from anywhere specific. I sound like I, I think I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and also I lived in New York for two years, so I, ah. and I dated someone who had like a California like vocal fry kind of thing going on. So like oh, on wow. top of that, I've got that extra layer. <laughs> So, today on the show, as um, you've probably noticed, we have writer and stand-up comedian Rebecca Shorthall. Have I said your name correctly? Shorthall. Shorthall? Yeah, there's no H. Shorthall. Shorthall. I'll say it in a It's like accent. short and tall put together. Short and tall put together. Cool. Yeah, so yeah. we have writer and stand-up comedian Rebecca Shorthall. <laughs> Shorthall. Rebecca has performed stand-up. So Rebecca has performed stand-up at various venues around the world, um, many of these which I have attended because I'm Rebecca's number one fan, of course. Um, amongst, <laughs> amongst these venues, uh, Rebecca would often frequently perform at Caroline's in New York, and Rebecca was also a resident comedian for the Upright Citizen Brigade, if I said that correctly. Brigade. Oh, yeah, no, oh. That's, that's the name of the venue. UCB, yeah? 
UCB. Cool. That's cool. For one month, by the way. You make it sound like it was like a year. It was one Forever. Month. <laughs> She's still there. <laughs> I was, well, I, the venue has since closed down, so I'm, oh. <laughs> I could still be. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Rebecca has also appeared on, on screen on the BBC Free series Things Not To Say, which is available to watch on YouTube. Um, mm. Ooh. She has a master's in media and cultural studies from Sussex, and a oh well, I, we yeah we talked about that at length already. <laughs> we did. I, by the way, I, I looked you up on LinkedIn, and a BA. Oh my <laughs> god, you looked at my LinkedIn because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find out more info. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> great. So, so yeah, Rebecca has a master's in media and cultural studies from Sussex, and a BA in film and creative writing from Roehampton University. In brackets, big up uh-huh. Rowie. Rebecca has worked for publications based in London, LA and New York So you are just reading my LinkedIn profile Yeah (laughs) 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 So yeah, that's uh, that's your introduction Yeah Um, Welcome to the podcast Thank you for having me I'm waiting for like a round of applause, frankly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll add something in post. <laughs> oh, I would love that if you could add like a studio audience. That oh, would be, like, please! Amazing. Like a friend, like yeah. friends, do that. Love it. Yeah, like like oh like every time, like like. But I I don't want applause. I only want the noise when people kiss, where it goes like. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> please, we need to add these in really randomly. I love it. Like a lip smack. <laughs> <laughs> or like a aww, like after. <laughs> You gave me too much to do. Oh my god, it'd be so good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologise. I'm making more work for you. You don't have to do any of those things. If anything, I'll interject. I do think it'd be good though. A few, a few of them. <laughs> I'll see. Sarah, what I I'll can source do. them. I'll source them for you if you want. That's what we call a callback in the business. So. <laughs> Shani, you're going to make yeah. these noises yourself and like record them and send them. Yeah, to shall me. I do? <laughs> Even better. Yeah, but like, but like, a hundred of your voices, <laughs> like, like your woos layered on top of each other, so it sounds like a hellish, <laughs> cacophonous chorus. And doing it in different yeah, pitches. From, you know. Yeah, I think it would sound more terrifying than anything, but I'll definitely go for it. I'll definitely have a go. <laughs> like, you know when you can have the choir setting on a keyboard, and it goes like, oh, 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 like that kind of thing. Like that. But like... Oh, I used to have this old keyboard where you could record like one sound of your own voice and then when you hit the keys it would like be in different pitches. Oh, I love that. Incredible. I never had that. And it was, it, I missed that. So I, it was very like, you know, in the era <laughs> when you would have a keyboard and you could hit the buttons and it would go like DJ, yeah. DJ, <laughs> dictionary, like that kind of era. Well, like an actual like, keyboard, like, like a piano. Like the Casio keyboard. Yeah, no, I did have yeah, one. Like, like, a, like a synth. Secondary yeah, school. like a synth board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's very yeah. like late eighties. Like, you... Yeah, I would say very like early two thousands. Like we had them in our school, and they, <laughs> and you would hit one, and it would go like like one of the one of the noises on the keyboard would go like yeah, and it was like why is this sexy yeah noise? <laughs> what am I going key? to do with this? You know, and another one would just go come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have yes. the same keyboard. I remember the you come on. I remember right? the come no, on. No, I've said enough. Come on. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Oh, <laughs> that is scary. I, weirdly, we've been watching. I just was telling uh, Sarah earlier. Me and Abby have been mm. watching the L word because I told Abby that she doesn't the old L word. The, or the, the old one because I told her she doesn't properly qualify as a lesbian until she's watched all series one to six. So we're watching it, and in. <laughs> In the first series, I mean, what? Sorry, 
Well, I've never finished season six. I, uh, I literally found it too awful to keep watching. <laughs> Wait, which is weird because I really do. I, I enjoy season five. I think it's bonkers and fun. Yeah. Which se- season didn't you watch? Season, the last uh, one. Oh, you need to watch that one. I got two episodes in and I was like, I think it was when they had a flashback to him being like Willy Wonka pregnancy shower. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, I'm out, <laughs> oh, I'm out. Oh my God, yeah. I forgot about that. I was like, at this point, I can't fucking deal. So. I didn't realise that was in season six. Season six is like where every worst thing you can imagine happening happens, yeah. I believe. But um, No, I think you're yeah. right, actually. It's like chaos. I enjoy season five. Yeah. I can't remember them. You know, the movie one. Yes. Yeah, that stressed me out. That one's quite fun for me. I'm, I'm also someone that enjoys Jenny as a character. I love Jenny. I know Jenny's really controversial. I love Jenny. I think she's funny. What do you think, Sarah? Do you like Jenny? Mm. <laughs> I, she's divisive I can like understand. that noise makes sense I don't hate her like I'm not a, I'm not one of those people that's like Jenny Schechter needed to die I'm more like oh no she's just yeah. someone that I just never want to have proximity to <laughs> yeah like she didn't need to die she just needed some help or something <laughs> yeah she just needed to take a breath get a therapist yeah she definitely needed a therapist see I really fancied Jenny hmm. Um, the whole way through. Oh, same. I liked. Really? I liked the crazy. Yeah, I was into Fair it. <laughs> sorry, I'm not, not anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of over it. But what's that? Sorry, I just said not my type. <laughs> I like how she talks. She kind of is that a good impression? Do you think? Or not? No. no. <laughs> Rebecca, you do. <laughs> she's very like whispery. She's always like, uh, she's. I can't do an American accent for shit. Like I'll tell you that much. But but you sound American. She's always like. <sighs> Sean, I swear to God. <laughs> Sean, stop Don. knowing the guest. If you weren't a beautiful tariff, I would kill you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> She's, I don't know what, I'm trying to like remember her voice, but she's always like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm just yeah, doing yeah. ASMR now, actually. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> she does sound a bit like that though, don't she? When she's doing her writing. She has a very whispery kind of. She always I feel like, sounds like she's trying to sound sexy. Mm. And she, I think and that's the thing that put me off. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I just there's one bit like I don't really remember. I remember it's very weird what my mind has total recall for, and it's always like the most innocuous, like weird stuff. And a lot of it happens to be moments from the L word <laughs> as a series. <laughs> like we could have a conversation, and then the next week I would not remember it, but I would remember like the moment when Jenny stood outside of an apartment in season one. <laughs> holding a bunch of bread going like I was looking to make toast <laughs> and like that's that's what sticks in my brain that's amazing <laughs> I love mm. that <laughs> but yeah interpersonal relationships absolutely not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh my goodness yeah that's the thing I wonder whether I'd like Jenny on a rewatch because I watched the L word when I was like <sighs> 17 18 Mm. And I don't know whether... Oh, yeah, my first watch was when I was 18 as well. Yeah, I'm wondering whether I'd like her more. Mm. I feel more sorry for her now. Before, I was just like, oh, she's really hot and I love it. But now I'm like, oh, she needs help. <laughs> That's yeah. the more the vibe now. I'm like worried about her. <laughs> See, the way I look at it is I kind of view it as like the way she's performing is very like... I don't know. It's it's. I I look at it as like a comedic performance mm. instead of a performance where it's supposed to yeah. be like a point of relation because she's so balls to the wall bonkers. Yeah. 
that I'm just like, this is a comedy performance. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I enjoy it so much. Yeah. And she's a really good actress. Oh, definitely. So, on top yeah, of Yeah, and she's like, like barely, she's, fantastic. she's barely done anything else, I don't think. Oh, I beg to differ. She was in Not Another Teen Movie. Which, Not Another Teen <gasps> Movie, was she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she played She played the Sarah Michelle Gellar um, in Cruel Intentions <laughs> yes. character. Yes, she did. And I loved it. Yes, I remember. Oh, my, I'll tell you this much. I watched that at a sleepover when I was like... 11 um and we watched that and charlie's angels and i remember like her in that movie making me very horny and also charlie's angels making me very horny and i was like at a sleepover (laughs) like surrounded by like other girls being like i feel like i have to pee but i don't (laughs) (laughs) it was my kind of like it was like i'm horny but don't really know what to do with this yet kind of oh my god Also, fun fact, so the L word directly tied into the first time I had sex with a girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> she showed me the L word and then we ended up hooking up. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> See, the L word's just like... It's a great unifier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, a very good, it's a very good sort of way of checking whether someone's gay or not. Yeah. <laughs> What's kind of funny to be like, L-word? you should watch this show. And then I guess she was gauging my reaction to it to see whether or not. Wow. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, maybe. Maybe that was the game plan. Who knows? Anyway, it was a great formative experience and I do not regret it. Yeah. Sounds, oh, my God. Good. Sean, you know that I was saying earlier in the podcast that my sister showed me lip service. Yeah, I'm wondering oh, whether she was. I'm wondering whether she was now just actually checking whether I was gay or not. Well, you know, what? I would always think like there is no straight reason to be watching shows like Lip Service or Sugar Rush. <laughs> no, in hindsight, because it's kind yeah. of like yeah, you might happen upon it by accident, but like to you show continue it to other watching. people. I don't know. I'm all maybe I'm being. <sighs> Not heterophobic, but I'm just like, <laughs> why Why would you like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Educational reasons, of course. I'm always like, why do straight people like Killing Eve? I'm like, but like, it's not for you. I don't get it. <laughs> you know? oh. Oh. My mum, when, when I was younger, all these... Um, all these DVDs came to our house when I was about 15 and one of them was but I'm a cheerleader and then there was like two Crazy. really like Eleanor Undone you know those kind of lesbian oh films. my I god like, I was like oh, what the, the fuck like, are these the really fucking like cheaply shocked yeah like, under, those ones under a hundred thousand dollars movies those really cringe ones and yeah. I was like what are these and my mum at the time was like <laughs> oh they're she was like oh they're the neighbours they just got delivered here by accident but like Wait, they were you they kidding? were open no, this is true story. She's like, they're the neighbours. So she blamed it on him. She's like, they're his. Like, oh, I need to deliver them back. And I was like, okay. They never went back. They were just sitting in the cupboard. So I just started watching them in secret. They never, ever, ever went to this neighbour. Turns out years later, she'd obviously like ordered them for herself. And we were both watching the same DVDs oh in private. <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking, that's like a fucking plot for something right there. That is so specific and interesting. <laughs> that's amazing. Right? And it was only a couple of years ago. She was like, do you remember those DVDs I blamed on the neighbour? Was she like, they were mine? They were mine. They were mine. Literally. That's like, but I'm a cheerleader specifically. I remember like making my best friend when I was like 15 watch with me because I was like, it just sounds like a funny title. Like, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we watch this? And he was like, okay. And I was like, just it's fully my like... And then, like, a couple of years later, I was like, I have to tell you I'm queer. And he was like, 
yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you've made me watch like a million queer movies. <laughs> so similar vein to Sean's story um, mm. with her mum. When I was about 14 or 15, my one of my parents sat me down and got me to watch um, Cabaret. Oh, love oh, it. The film Cabaret. Love Cabaret. And then sort of, and my parent kept like showing me sort of gender bender films. Okay. And things, and I kept thinking, and like they'd make like sort of jokes about gender and stuff. And at one point I was like, you can't say that. Like you cannot say that. That's not okay. <laughs> mm. And then they came out as trans. Your one parents came out as trans? One of my parents is, yeah. I was going to say both. No, um, no, no, no. no. <laughs> really, that's that's an interesting way to like, do it to like gauge your reaction. Yeah, and when it got to the point where I was accusing my parent of being transphobic, <laughs> they were like, "The twist is, I am <laughs> suddenly the yeah. love is me." Yeah, brilliant. Wow, oh, family's fun, isn't it? <laughs> love wow. a queer fam. Oh, I mean, my parent went for. Oh God, what? I can't even remember what films it was, but it was all older films. So, like, not not even 21st century stuff. It was more 20th century stuff. Like, Some Like It Hot? <laughs> I think that was one of them. Like no, I think hot. that was one of them. You're kidding, really? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Because they were just <laughs> trying to find anything. Oh. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I never, I I've never Mrs. seen Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Actually, great. You know what? Neither have I. Oh, what? Oh, it's so good. Sorry. How? You need to both yeah, watch that. Yeah, no, I, I think we weren't like a big Robin Williams house. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, like no, we didn't, I don't we, think I've never we were, seen, but... Right, I've never seen Jumanji, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. I have. Maybe we were a big Robbie Williams house without me knowing, because I've seen both Robbie, of films. Robbie Williams. Robin, <laughs> Robbie Williams too. Just blasting angels. I actually love Robbie Williams <laughs> on that note. I do love Robbie Williams. Rebecca, this is another similarity between us, not living mm. in Robin Williams' households. Shall I just start with the, um, the, the questions? Please, hit me. <laughs> okay. Okay, Rebecca. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, so my first question is, tell us a bit about yourself, um, how you identify, and your mm. pool name. Your pool name. My what name? Your pool name. <laughs> You can tell us that at the end. I'll explain it. Okay, you, you're going to need to explain it because I have no idea what that is. But, uh, <laughs> so in terms of identifying, you mean like sexual identity and pronouns and stuff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say. Yeah. All right, so I identify as queer. Um, you know, I'm here, I'm queer. <laughs> um, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Fame. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, Love it. Um, and uh, I guess we pronounce it a she, her. Um, and then, what do you mean, pool name? What is that? Porn. Porn. Oh, so porn. Porn it's name. Pornography. Yes. So the last episode, we kind of just, like, I told Sarah what how you get your porn name. Which is how? So it's your fir- the name of your first pet. And then the second name is the name on the first street you lived on. So, so mine I've, was... I've never had a pet. You never had a pet? <gasps> yeah. What? Oh, not even like a goldfish? No, never had a pet. Oh, you don't have a porn name then. Oh, <laughs> no, or you could be one of those <laughs> porn stars that is so well known that they only go by one name. Yeah, my porn name is Philip. 
That's good. I like that. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. My poor name is Philip. Philip. Very don't mask. know why I picked that. I don't know if that's from something or if that's genuinely just something I came up with. I really couldn't tell you. Wait, what was the first? Was that the name of the first street you lived on? Philip. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Philip Street. <laughs> that's sexy. I love it. Shani, um, make anything sexy. <laughs> wait. So what's what's wait? What's your sorry shot? I wasn't listening. Henry, well, it's Henry Rectory, but I preferred Henry Erectory. That's my pool name. I mean, you got to go for the pun in that case. Yeah. Like, obviously. What's your Sarah? Oh, mine is Sam Lodden. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it does kind of sound like a log. So <laughs> I get it. I feel like they're all quite butch, <laughs> butch pool names that we've got. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, like it's like a very like mask gay porn star yeah. situation. Yes. Yeah. She's the only it. porn I watch. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, Henry Erectory, and Sam Lodden star in. Just Philip. And the share of porn. <laughs> yeah, you starring. You'd be like Philip. the daddy of that. Philip. Love it. Yeah, I just come on and they're like, oh my god, uh, Mr. Teacher, what are you doing here? And I just go, Philip. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Fill you. That's all you say. <laughs> you don't say anything else other than that. Fill him. <laughs> and the and the grease of porn. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> yeah. So that's 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 me. Okay. So I've got slightly more like a different question now, and then <laughs> oh my and god. Then... I don't think you can really top yourself with that, frankly. But you know, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is just literally what you, what got you interested in comedy. So I stand up. Oh, um, I really like attention. <laughs> well, good, good reason. Um, and I'm good at making people laugh. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, mm. I don't have many skill sets in life. I can write and I can be funny and that's kind of it. So, <laughs> Love it. You know, that's fair. You know, that's, that's what I've got going. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I have um, another question. So, I mean, kind of leading from that, who, if any, like, do you have any queer women comedian, like, comedians that you look up to at all? Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not Ellen, <laughs> because she is notoriously a sociopath. Oh, massively. Uh, oh, really? What? Oh, yeah. You don't know this? Are you no, kidding? No, tell me. Tell me about this. Dude, she's like a fucking psycho. Like, what does she oh, do? Yeah. She, she won't let anyone look her in the eye that's on her crew. <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah. And she's mates with George Bush, isn't she? She is friends with George Bush. Prolific painter. <laughs> and that's the only reason I know about him, is that he's a painter, a lovely painter of weird dogs. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's 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 got like a rep- like listen, like you can like search her on Twitter and there is not like there is a thread about once every three weeks, which is like mm. I worked on her show and this was my experience and then other people like chime in. <gasps> wow. She's For just real, very like, she's, she's very out of touch, isn't she? She's a bit like I don't know what it is, it's just kind of like, you know. <laughs> I also just think anyone who orchestrates an entire show about scaring people is probably a sociopath. 
Yeah. Like, I think, like, this is your hobby and you've made it into a show and you're just fully, like, letting people know that you're a psycho. Yeah. I think I prefer... I prefer Kate McKinnon pretending to be Ellen. I love Kate McKinnon full stuff. I think she's really oh, straight, funny. Yeah. Um, I guess in terms of queer comedians, I really like. I really enjoy uh, Patty Harrison. She's a trans comedian. So fucking funny. Ooh. Um. I have loads like that I have in my back pocket, but you've put me on the spot, and I don't Sorry. know. Sorry. <laughs> we should have given you, you the know, questions like, before. Well, you know what it's like when you when you do an interview and then someone is like, do you have any questions? Like after it's finished and you're like, no. Yeah. Usually Aww. I have this like off the top of my head. I don't know why I'm like blanking on this right now. It's probably because I'm on record and being recorded. Um, I think like, oh, oh, wait, I can say like Joel Kim Booster is a really funny queer comedian. Jibuki Young White. Um, I guess. Mae Martin's pretty funny. Hmm. Um, pretty funny <laughs> makes it sound like I'm just like begrudgingly saying it. She's funny. Mae Martin. Oh, like uh, I guess I'll throw her a bone. Like she's doing fine without my endorsement. You know what I mean? <laughs> we've got. I know that we've got a couple of people who listen to the podcast who are very big fans of Mae Martin. <laughs> ah, I just so Bowen Yang, Matt Rogers, Fortune Feimster, um. A lot of these are American, and in May Martin's case, Canadian. But... Yeah. We don't begrudge Americans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we should. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I lived there for two years. Like uh, my, my taste is very much skewed towards Americans because I've consumed much more of that comedy mm. than I would here. You know what the weird thing is? is like I actually do not enjoy watching stand-up that much. Do you know what? No, and I think one of the big myths about stand-up is like you can still do it, but like you don't actually have to enjoy it, like watching it. <laughs> it sounds insane, but it's like you can't, you watch it and you don't really like laugh at stuff. You just kind of go like, oh yeah, I understand that that's a joke. Yeah, I just look at it in a different way as well. Yeah, like it's more, I don't know what it is, but I'm kind of like, I look at it and I'm like, huh, yeah. And the stuff I laugh at is like... Patty Harrison has this series of videos that she did on YouTube where she reviews exotic animals. And that's like what makes me laugh because she like she picks up a snake and calls it big fat spaghetti. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like that's like what that's what it's makes quite me laugh. <laughs> yeah, or just I don't know what it oh, Megan Stolter is a bisexual um comedian who does these really wonderful, like front facing um sort of like, you know, like one, like kind of like character comedy that they do in videos and stuff that become really popular on like Twitter and things. I think I recognise her name. Yeah, you, you yeah. would probably know Meg's daughter. She does stuff where she's like, she kind of plays like a southern aunt sometimes or she does stuff where it's like you're on a date with her and then she like makes it so that you can't kiss her or something is like the joke. And Yeah. Um... She's a really great podcast called Confronting Demons with Megan Stolter on, um forever dog but she um she really cracks me up she's bi (laughs) valid (laughs) she's in do you know who i like watching do you ever watch um trixie mattel and katia you ever watched them yes yeah they're um they're a show yeah they're a youtube series oh 
Yeah. I, I, I didn't deliver it as confidently as they do. <laughs> yeah, yours is like trailed off. Oh. I, 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 personally, I, I chickened out at the last minute. I couldn't do it. But, you know. um, kind of leading from my last question, um, sort of in terms of film and television, are there any sort of particular characters? Like, I don't know whether in your comedy you sort of draw from anything that you've seen or... Do I relate to anybody or... Yeah, yeah. And also not just in sort of day-to-day life, but within your comedy as well. Within comedy, it's sort of... Like, obviously, like, when I'm on stage, there's, like, a veneer, there's, like, a persona kind of thing. Mm. To, like, I I sent uh, Sean a clip uh, um, uh, earlier on when I was... When she was, like, asking me for content and stuff that wasn't, like, the BBC stuff. And the clip I sent her was filmed 10 beers deep. (laughs) 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 But also, you can't tell that I'm drunk. Which no, I was going to say congratulations. I didn't realise. It, it was real. And it was all entirely improvised. <laughs> that was great. There's the bit when oh, the, wow. the audience like woos, like, she's like, woo. And you improvise yeah. that. Yeah, it was good. That was all, yeah, that was all improv. Like, honestly, like, I mean, that's why I keep like umming and aahing through the set because I'm like finding my <laughs> words. But also the jokes are good. So I was like, I got to keep this. This is like a good, it's a good tape. Yeah, and I guess, but, like, um, every single show is different, right? And you're, like, kind of gauging the audience and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm very improv-heavy. Like, I feed off of the audience a lot. Mm. And I and I tend to not stick to a script or yeah. punchlines mm-hmm. or setups or anything. I tend to just talk. Yeah. Which, you know... Um, uh, what is it called? Dips, dips and valleys or whatever? What's, what's the phrase? Yeah. yeah, dips and valleys. Dips and valleys, right. Yeah, exactly. But, um... I mean, I don't really think of myself in comparison to any characters on television. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely relate to a lot of characters on television right now. Like, I was reading into Euphoria. Oh, cool, yeah. Mm. I love Euphoria. Like, um, you know, that character Zendaya plays, uh, Rue. I was like, oh my god, I relate to her a lot. Yeah, Rue's really she's cool. Like a sad, sensitive person that falls in love with like someone who's emotionally unavailable. Like, Hell yeah, same girl, same. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like like the queer stuff that I'm really into at the moment is Killing Eve for one thing. Yes, very into that. Mm. Um. I love an enemies to lovers kind of situation. <gasps> yes. You know, that's like, I was, when I was 12, I was reading fan fiction, was very horny for it. So I've, I've inher- I think. <laughs> okay, here's really another important. similarity. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Oh, told, hell told yeah. You. What was your go to? Tell me. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Do you um... want me to go first? You feel less embarrassed? Or you no, it's to... fine. Um, I mean, I. I was introduced to fan fiction by a German teaching assistant at my school (laughs) because she caught me. She caught me. Work in that sense, I suppose. I love that. She saw the baby gay in me. She saw it. No. Okay. Okay. Again, we do have something in common. You finish your story. I'll tell you how we have something in common. (laughs) Um, She saw me in our tutor class because she was like the assistant for our tutor class, handwriting fan fiction oh, and she was with like the, with, the, with the, like a, like a diary almost kind of i was just writing what i was i i didn't really know that fan fiction was a thing at this point and i was just writing <sighs> two characters that i really liked not together but it was definitely homoerotic you're like um missy <laughs> from big mouth i've not seen that oh she's so 
she's like this sort of she she writes fan fiction for like a fake it's Nathan Fillion and like a fake character from a fake book that exists within the show together. Oh my god. And she's like writing it like on her in her journal and freaks out when like someone gets a page but then they read it yep. and they're like, This is the best book I've ever read and then they start writing it together. Oh yeah, I wouldn't let anyone see it and then this TA sort of like like read it over my shoulder and <laughs> I was sort of very busy dying inside. She was like, oh, <laughs> you should check out Live Journal. Oh. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I spent a lot of time on Live Journal, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, so I then went to Live Journal and... God, what was I even reading? I started out with Disney fan fiction. Like just blanket Disney or like, which so, characters? Pardon? Which characters? Well, so it was mostly like villains. <laughs> it was villains. Sexy. So yeah, and it was I didn't even really this is so silly, I've got such a queer family. I didn't really know what being gay was because no one ever told me oh, what it was explicitly. That's interesting. And so I knew that like there was like a oh, there's a Romantic charge between these two men, but I don't really understand what it is. Homoeroticism, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And the fan fiction, I remember, I vividly remember one of the fan fictions that I read was Aladdin. And so in the 90s, there was the Aladdin television series. Well, Aladdin was such like a little twink though, with like his little like like, like, (laughs) bolero vest. Like, come on. And there was the Aladdin television series in the 90s. Oh, yeah. completely. I'm with you. Um, and there was a villain that wasn't in the films. He was just in the television series called Mosenrath. <laughs> so this and was I... your cho- this was your like chosen pairing. <laughs> yep. And I didn't your even OTP, like I came so across speak. this. I hadn't even watched the television series. I came across this on Life Journal and was like, oh, I guess I need to go and watch this series now to know what this means. Also, the fan fiction <laughs> spurred you into the. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and then I went to Drarry from Harry Potter. Oh, Draco and Harry. Sorry, yeah. that took me a minute. Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, that took me a minute to register. I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. How about you? Um, hmm. What did I start with? I know I started reading... I was really into Wicked, the musical. <gasps> yes. Yes. Alphabet and Glinda. They are, they are such lesbians. Right, I mean, come on, like, come on. Subtext is main text at this yes. point. Like, we get it. <laughs> I was really into that, but I think before that I was reading, like, there's a musical vignette in my life, and, like, before that it was Sweetie Todd. Um, oh, yeah. So you were loving a musical. Musical fan musical. fiction. Like, I still love a musical. Yeah. Me too. I've got... A very like deep lexicon in my brain for like musical theater references, which is <laughs> such a fun character trait for someone to have. Like everyone's like, you know what? I I like this person, but I wish they had more musical theater inside of them. That would really make them more enjoyable to be around. Uh, oh my god! But like, listen, I know this. I know this is someone who worked at a bar in New York and had to be around NYU students and oh my god, jazz hands. You know, I wish they were louder. Like, I would love if they were just, like, screaming at me all the time. It's just always, like, the bass line is just the biggest, loudest people. Anyway, whatever. But, um, yeah, I... I, I, (laughs) 
My, I, I definitely know I read fan fiction beforehand, but I do think the first thing I really like associate horniness with with fan fiction was <laughs> Wicked. Uh huh. Um, and I must have been like twelve. I have no idea when that musical first came out, but it was like I was twelve. It was definitely like around the times I stopped making my Sims try and have sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So that I could jerk it to that. <laughs> and I was like, I've moved on to like more literary pursuits when it comes to wanking (laughs) 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 but like genuinely and I maintain this to this day I learned how to do sex on women through reading wicked fan fiction because the first time I had sex with a girl I (laughs) put into practice what I had read from different fan fiction (laughs) (laughs) oh I had another question um do you incl- do you like I mean you talked about how you had that set where you were sort of inv- including sort of your breakup into your comedy mm. do you and I know that we also had the photo on our Instagram of you um sort of holding a breast <laughs> oh, right yeah yeah well, um uh, my yeah. question was do you include your queerness into your comedy <laughs> absolutely does that it? I mean, does that affect how you are received? Do you think? I mean, so, um, I think. I mean, also context for that picture was a. It was in Brighton, <laughs> and it was a queer head night. So oh, they nice. had come to like see a comedy show and like I was sort of joking around with them, and and then the woman was like, "Feel my like faked it," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> And then that's the moment the photographer decided to pick. And also, I look like I've tensed my neck into, like, straight-up beef jerky for some reason. I have no idea what's happening. But um, I guess maybe I'm extending myself too much that I'm, like... like Reaching for the boob. Yeah, like, I'm veining out, but only in, like, the the goiter region. Like, I don't know what's going on there. But, um... But also I look cute in the face and my hair is nice. So, you know, what can I do? <laughs> it is a good picture. I just love the expression of the other woman sort of with her like, oh my, sort of expression. She fucking... Uh, no. Okay, I was about to sound like such like a, a, a harasser there. And I was like, she wanted it. <laughs> Which is worse. She, she asked for it. And like her whole wedding party was like, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, okay. And it's like... You know. Were they hard? I mean, they were plastic, so yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, were they like foam or like actually like? Oh no, it was like it was like the kind of material that you would use for like a face mask. <laughs> oh god! Like it's like a breastplate made out of that, so it's like. I don't know why, but this is reminding me of him meet the fuckers when he's got that fake boob, the mammary gland, and he. <laughs> it's you like know, uh, do you know what I mean? Mean Girls, I guess, when like the dog is chewing on her. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Mum, can you go Uh, fix your hair? (laughs) (laughs) You girls keep me young. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What's the four one one? Anyway, you know. But um uh, uh, Jesus, what was the question? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um do you include your queerness and does it like into your comedy and does that affect how sort of people receive what you're saying do you think um I don't know in terms of reception I know that like I definitely do always make sure to I think like my 
if not my first joke, my second joke usually kind of like invokes the fact that I'm queer or like mentions it. Mm. Not as like a punchline, but just like I throw it out there. Like it's just kind of yeah. known. Like because I mean, as whatever as I might be, I'm I'm like straight passing, you know. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I I prefer to be perceived as queer almost like in terms of comedy it's just like i don't know oh it's a hard it's i mean it's never really something i've thought about until like i just knew it was like i was like this is my identity this is something i can make jokes about if that mm. makes sense yeah kind of um and also like the wonderful thing about like doing comedy in new york when i was there was like i could if i wanted to choose to do a show every night of the week where the baseline was uh, you you can't do this show unless you're not a straight white man mm. which was so cool oh, like you never yeah. had to you know and then I do think like other shows I would do like especially club shows in like Midtown would sort of I would be like token you know she's a woman and she's queer like that kind of thing yeah, yeah. so I'm British yeah and then it was like it was really good well yeah actually yeah I guess I mean I mean that didn't really play into things but they were sort of like I don't know it was really cool to have the option to never have to interact with people who weren't queer or you know BIPOC or um like literally you just didn't have to be around a straight white dude if you wanted to do that mm. which oh the dream I mean yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> especially in comedy because it's like it's fucking inundated with them yeah 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 there is loads <laughs> so that was always very cool that's really cool do you, do you find that that that's not much as much of a thing in the UK or I think there are a handful of shows that are like kind of queer specific I remember doing you know uh she bar mm. oh yeah yes. Yeah, so they, I don't know if they still have it, because, like, I haven't, honestly, like, when I came back, Corona hit, so I don't know <laughs> if any of the shows I used to do here are still going, but they used to have a show at um, She Bar that was, like, all queer female comedians, mm. and I genuinely don't know if it's still going anymore, if She Bar even exists, frankly. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, they, it's like, revamped there. it, so it, I used to say it kind of looked like it was, like, an underground lesbian dungeon but now it's like yeah. an igloo yeah like, it's like when an the igloo. nuclear bomb hits like we're we're just gonna keep our race alive by all being entirely women yeah I they've completely to, changed it when i moved to london this must have been or oh, about four years ago i very briefly worked in the cocktail bar next to she bar mm. you didn't i did and it was the most depressing oh. thing because <laughs> all of the lesbians went downstairs next door and i had all the straights come in with me <laughs> Oh, God. So I used to sit in the she bar smoking area to have my dinner, basically, at like two o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And you'd get, I, I remember that. being like, at this point, I had like ex- an extremely butch haircut. My hair was extremely short and was just wearing like jeans and the t shirt that we had to wear for work. Mm. And I remember basically being an advertisement for she bar because this lesbian couple. <laughs> Walked past <laughs> Shebar, stopped, came back, looked at me, looked at the sign, and then went in. But they were like, oh, wait, that means it's gay. Pardon? 
They were like, that means it's gay. Like, you were kind of like, yeah. you know, like, those inflatable men that, like, kind of, like, dance <laughs> in the, like, wooshy way, like, outside of car dealerships. I've never, like, I never thought were, I'd be compared to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. <laughs> oh, I do love Sheba. Oh, I enjoyed, it. like, the times I went there, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I've been there with my mum a few times. It's really random. Um, <gasps> Oh no, I love that. And my and my little sister, we all went there. Family trip <clears throat> on a jolly up. Um, no, I went there with my mum once, and I thought I'd really wind her up. And I um, <clears throat> I um, introduced her to the bar, the bar lady. I went, my, oh, she's got the drink. She's my sugar mama. My mom. <laughs> oh, about your own mother. Yeah. Wow, Sean. Sean, you're awful. <laughs> Hello, this is a Sean cut-in. Um, in this part of the podcast, we briefly discuss a Marilyn Monroe mug, uh, which I bought for my friend as a birthday present. Um, for, there's no context to this story. I've tried to listen to the whole podcast to find where I told uh, Sarah and Rebecca the story about the Marilyn Monroe mug, and it doesn't exist. We must have just not been recording at that time. Um, but we thought this was too funny to cut out. So the brief story is... When we were in year 11, me and some of my friends in our art class all had to draw uh, a painting with paint a picture of our idols. And I drew Frank Sinatra and my friend drew Marilyn Monroe. Um, <laughs> and there's just a huge joke about how tragic the painting of Marilyn Monroe was that she, d- she did. And um, it's a big joke. And this year... I bought her a mug which had her iconic painting of Marilyn Monroe on it and then on the back the classic Marilyn Monroe quote of which I can't actually quite remember but I think it's if you can't if you can't handle me at my worst then you definitely don't deserve me at my best Um, so I told them this story as well as I've been buying people mugs this year like personalized mugs for some reason it was my thing Um, whoever's listening maybe maybe you'll get a personalized mug at Christmas so lucky you um so yeah basically that's just um part of the story i hope you enjoyed the rest of the podcast thank you if you're still listening at this point thank you very much oh by the way i forgot do you want me to open your calendar oh yeah go for it do it now find it give me two seconds rebecca requested this calendar (laughs) frequently whenever i'd post little clips of it on my instagram Instagram, Instagram. It's true. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. It's all true. I don't deny it. Wait, so hang on, Sean. You need to give a bit of context. Yeah. So right. yeah, that's true. For Christmas, I got Abby a naked calendar of myself, um, and I did little poses for each month. Um, only actually, there's only actually a theme at Christmas time. The rest of them were just like kind of stock naked images I had of myself. Well, I anyway. also I also think you need to tell her that after um, you posted that on Instagram, I messaged you and said, "Why are you punishing your fiance?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, she ca- it came with a mug as well, but Rebecca didn't get the mug. Um, <laughs> who <fun>. did? <laughs> Abby got the mug of me and actually it broke the other day which was really sad so we're going to have to get a new one (laughs) you get what you pay for love (laughs) oh my god I love giving people a mug it's my thing now by the way a nice mug 
Anyway, it? yeah, you know, oh. the Marilyn Monroe mug I talk, told you about earlier. Oh, and then... sorry, for some reason I thought that was a framed painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just took to work. <laughs> yeah, I got the framed painted yeah. and put it on a mug. Genuinely, I misheard <laughs> half the conversation and thought you bought her a painting that was like double-sided somehow. <laughs> no, it was a mug. And they were like, oh, what a lovely painting. Who is it? <laughs> Just bring a paint into it, hang it up. Like like a double sided like holographic poster or something. I didn't know what I was <laughs> That'd have been a really cool gift. But no, it was really just cool. it was just a mug. I would like from the next Vistaprint. time you want to give me a gift, please give me like a giant poster of your friend's awful drawing. <laughs> That's gonna be your next gift. Yeah, I would love that. I genuinely would really I'm like gonna a get you drawing. that. I'm gonna oh, get you Sean, that. Oh Sean. Keep that in mind. Uh, Ask your friend if we can have that as merchandise. Yeah, she would so love it. It's iconic. Genuinely, genuinely I have been also... asked already if we can have merch. Yeah, well, we've got the calendar. We've got the Marilyn Monroe mug. make it so that the quote on the back is like a bit misconstrued. So it's like, <laughs> you can have me at my worst, but don't expect me at my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird parallel universe. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like the Marilyn Monroe where her face is stretched out like like the sloth from Ice Age and she's like, you don't get me at my best, honey. <laughs> like that kind of like, Oh my God. <laughs> that's what you should, that's like your merch right there. There we are, we've got it. Mm. Um, oh but anyway. yeah, <laughs> basically I, I kept posting sneaky peeks from my calendar <laughs> and Rebecca Please would don't call them sneaky peeks. <laughs> Sneaky peeks, and Rebecca no, would reply okay. every time, <laughs> asking me to send her the calendar. So then, finally, one day, I just did. I sent it. I said, "Give Incredible. me your address." She did, and then sent it as a present. It's her birthday and Christmas present. I Very thought nice. she never would. And Aww. there it is. What's it like? Have you got it with you now? Do you want me to? <laughs> I actually can't remember what I put in it. I'm a little well, bit scared. Um, you will see my boobs. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, like you've posted boobs online. Like, I've seen them on stories, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you probably have at some point. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, the first row is this very um, hard to get into wrapping. So, Sean, I just remembered something from right at this, like, from uh. basically when I first met you. Yeah. I think it must have been about two or three weeks into our masters, and I remember messaging I my best friend. Two or three weeks old, there. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now we've not known each other that long. What a memory. Um, yeah. But I remember messaging my best friend and being like, um, this person that I know from my masters has just sent me a short film that she made. And she's completely topless. <laughs> and I've known you for like two weeks. Oh my god. Oh, it's it's okay, like a new okay. way of sending nudes. <laughs> Disguise it as art. <laughs> I've got the first, sorry, the first statement is a ginger dyke for Rebecca Shortall, so that's, that's fun. I thought I'd personalise it, because it did say for Abby, and so, you know. Oh God, it starts at December 2020, which that's optimistic that we're going to end up in that year, but you know. <laughs> it starts at December 2020, what's it doing? <laughs> wait, let's see. Yeah, this is, wait, wait, maybe I've It's for next it year, way. I'm it guessing. It starts in 2019, I don't know. Wait, let's see. January 2020, here we go. Aha. New Year's Day, 2nd of January, parenthesis, Scotland. <laughs> we love it. Oh my God. So I guess you're in like some sort of 
textured blazer. And you're looking off into the distance. Ooh. Good for you. Yeah. February 2020. <laughs> oh, remember? Remember then? <laughs> All right, March. Your boobs are there. You've obviously covered yourself in some sort of oil. You know what? I feel like you and I have a similar pube situation is what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. So in April, we've got Good Friday and Easter Sunday. We love it. And what am I doing in April? You're, um, you've got your hand behind your head. Oh, yeah. Your boobs are out. They stay upright, which I must say, good job. In May, you are wearing a blazer. But you're looking, you're looking down, like, you're going like, what's on the floor? Oh, that's a great picture. You're going like, what's down there? I'm confused. I'm confused. But you look very concerned by something to, like, the left of your shoulder. So I'm like, I don't I think know. we're going to have to, we're going to have to, like, post, like, even if they're censored, but, like, versions of these photos onto the Instagram yes. just so that people have a frame of reference. <laughs> yes, For my definitely. lovely descriptions, yes. I feel like you're, so this is one that I feel like might be a repeat because it looks incredibly similar to one that I just saw, but it's also, you again, very greasy. I don't know who, like, threw the oil on you, but, like, I'm, I'm hoping it's yourself because otherwise I would say sexual harassment, Sean. Oh, my Lord. You look, um, the look in your eyes says I've actually <laughs> been kidnapped. Um, oh, my God. You're like I, li- I literally know which picture you're talking about. You're like very like stricken. <laughs> like you're like oh, oh, oh no, God. I'm scared. <laughs> it's like what's I think I was scared. <laughs> so in June, actually, the only day is Father's Day. Boo, the patriarchy. We don't like to see it. <laughs> oh shit, that's this weekend, doesn't it? I actually it? got my dad a mug for Father's Day as well. But anyway, carry on. Where are we now? July. You're wearing a man's shirt and your face is half in shadow. As if the... Ooh, I don't know what that one is. The dark no, I do. is that's, engulfing that's... you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no spirit world, no dementors. <laughs> Leave me be. That's a whole other fan fiction. It's not fan fiction, it's reality. (laughs) It's October, the spookiest month, Halloween. (laughs) I feel like you could have picked like like more of like maybe you're a ghost for this month. Yeah, I can't I did actually have scary ones. Me as the Joker. I should have done that. (laughs) Did you hear her just read you the film there? What was that? She said she you could have like for the scary picture she would have went just her tits. <laughs> the ghost is just it's true. <laughs> she that was a good she got you there, buddy. <laughs> okay, so inexplicably for whatever reason in November you've decided to wear a Santa hat. Yeah, because this is the only themed month I did because I did it with a really small time frame. You should have so I worn need to like a decaying it. pumpkin for like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, next next year I'm feeling next it properly. Next year, go full Friends episode oh. and put a turkey on your head. Like, yes. <laughs> come on, honey, come on. Yeah, I'm going to do a proper themed one next year because I only did a Christmas theme. So this is... I just say, I do like your tattoo that's like on like... I, you and I have a tattoo in the same place which is like across the collarbone. Oh, my um, Roman numerals. Yeah, I've got a shark's Ooh. fin across that same spot. Oh, and then this is obviously shot on the same day, lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's from the back. And also, actually, a fun note, the label is sticking up out of your boxers and it's gone between <laughs> the dip in your spine. So that's, like, a really fun note for you for next time is to actually, like, check what you're doing yeah. in terms of, costu- like, your costume department really, like, drop the ball there. Yeah. Need to sort that one out. <laughs> also, there were two bongo drums in the corner. <laughs> and also a pair of glasses, like, just on a window. <laughs> they're, my, they're my glasses. The scenery choices are so interesting. <laughs> Yeah. And then you were like, I'd, I'd love to be shot in front of a pair of lines and glasses and bongo drums. <laughs> I wasn't really sure what to expect from this review, but this wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, because none of the mumps are themed. They're like totally random. I was on a budget, not a budget. I was on well, a no, time you know, limit. Listen, listen, the, the, the best you can do is accept constructive criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, were you after constructive criticism? <laughs> Next year. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll take all your feedback on board and try and put it into my next calendar. If you've got any suggestions, so I quite like the turkey eight, on the have, head. Okay, listen, I have a lot of notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Buckle in, baby. <laughs> April, funny years. November, turkey head. Yes. Um, Maybe you can be my photographer. I'm not very good at photographing, to be honest. Or you can be my set designer, my costume. I can be your director. Okay, yeah. We can all get involved for it. Yeah, we'll do that. That the assumption that we're all allowed to be in a room together at any point in the future. Yeah, that is... (laughs) Exactly. Let's do it quickly. Yes, I'll help. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay, I'm excited for this. Mm, So anyway, if you want that calendar, just let me know. My fans out there. Oh, also, February, Valentine's, come on. Yeah, no, I just, honestly, I had all these, like, old photos of me. I just was like, I'll put them together you in a calendar. What? You know what you're telling me? You half-assed it. I did, yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It was for your fiancé. I mean, I mean, I did ask her to marry me on Christmas Eve, so it was just Aww. kind of like a side, a side present. <laughs> it was a rush job. <laughs> it was a rush job. Gave her an engagement as a present. <laughs> yeah, literally. That ring cost me, you know. I had to just get something. <laughs> Pad it out. Pad it out. Oh, my God. Right, That's yeah. why I got the mug. <laughs> Um, okay, so I've got some like random just questions. Mm. Um, I'm bringing it back to the L word because I'm watching it at the moment, and we <laughs> love we love the L word. Yeah, and and also this question is for Sarah as well. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. it, it it's um obviously the question is which L word character would you be and why? But I also read something funny when I was looking up I was looking up some questions to do with the L word. And there was this website that said, for example, are you a Carmen Moon, Jenny Sun, or Bet Rising? And I thought that was... Oh, like astrology. <laughs> oh, astrology. so doing it like horoscope. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe a bit of both. What do you think? Ooh, I think I think we should do both. <laughs> yes, okay. So, like, a lot of people... I kind of think I'm actually, like, a Dana. But oh, a lot yeah. of people say I'm, like, an Alice. Mm. But then a bunch of people in New York said I was a Shane, but that's only because my body count was so high when I was out there. <laughs> But then I was like, yeah, but also I'm, like, neurotic as fuck. Like, I'm not Shane. I just am mm. a whore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I I'm, it. like, Alice Sun, <laughs> Shane Rising, Dana Moon. Love it. Oh, wait, no, no. Dana Rising, no, Dana Sun, Shane Rising, Alice Moon. I don't even know what the rising sun and moon bits mean. <laughs> 
Oh, strap in. I know all about this. Yeah, yeah. Explain it a little bit. Sorry, sorry. You go first, and then I'll and then I'll go into the astrology bullshit. Great. I'm trying to remember exactly what the difference is between rising and moon. (laughs) So, rising is kind of like what you're. You are like from like it's very much like what your personality is because that's like exactly what happens to you when you're born. Like that's the exact. Yeah spot in like the universe or the earth or whatever and mm. the moon is kind of like what you you're growing into being ah. right i think I okay could be wrong, but, like, that's and then sun is how people perceive you yeah oh maybe yeah. sun is like sun is what you are fundamentally rising is what people perceive you as and moon is what you're going to become okay Ooh. hmm yeah okay i think i've had a, a i think i've decided potentially what my l word signs might be um sun oh oh. (laughs) i'm just trying to remember exactly what their characters are i think sun probably tina yeah oh god (laughs) yeah i think i sometimes get perceived as being a bit like tina uh i'm sorry that was just like a visceral pardon it was just like a visceral reaction to Tina. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh God. <laughs> okay, Sun Tina. Uh, Sun Tina. Hang on. Moon is what you kind of are. What you are, isn't it? Moon is like yeah, like what what you actually are deep down and what you're going to become. Mm-hmm. And rising is like what um, people see you as. I could be entirely wrong. Like you know. <laughs> Put it in the comments. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm hoping, well, I'd like to think that I'd become more like a Dana. Hmm. Yeah, she's cute. Um, but then Moon, probably, I don't, I don't know. Alice? Love Alice. Maybe? I don't know, I do, I do like gossip like she does, and I like to know how everyone oh, is connected. Oh, oh, yeah, I love her connection chart. Great. Wait, what about you, Sean? You never did yours. I don't know. I know I'm like, oh, I'm a Shane something. I'm. <laughs> you, well, you gotta pick. You gotta pick the one. What's the one when people look at you like that? Um, rising. Okay, maybe I'm a Shane rising. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a. Which the one that you begin to become? So sun Maybe. is like what you are when you're like first born and the moon is like what you become. Oh, okay. Personality wise, I'd put Ivan Acock in yours, Sean. <laughs> okay. You Ivan Acock son. Ivan Acock. You know, the drag of the drag king. Oh, no. You know what? You know what you are? You're a Henry Moon. <laughs> what, the porn name? <laughs> no, Henry, the guy that Tina hooks up with when she's horny <laughs> from him. <laughs> Oh no! A really joking. random character. I'm joking. I'm a Pappy Moon. Do you remember Pappy? <laughs> oh Jesus! You know that oh, actress wasn't even that next. Was she not? No, she was like South Asian or something. So okay, here's what I've got for you, Sean. You're a Pappy Sun. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Kit Rising. Oh my God! Ooh. Yes. <laughs> And you're a um the babysitter that fucks Angus, his boyfriend. <laughs> I mean. Oh, you got me in a nutshell. I nailed it, right? You nailed it. Oh my god. 
just all the like most important characters. <laughs> the main characters who followed us the whole way through seasons one to six. What did you but, think of Generation Q, by the way? I kind of liked it. Yeah, I kind of like, at first I was like, oh, something cringy and it's not the L word and where's the theme tune? And then, but also the L word was very cringy to begin with. Wait, there's a different a theme tune. I've not seen it. Yeah, because I was waiting well, for the theme tune was like the worst part of it. I was waiting for that. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I'm gonna sing the whole song at you. No. Talking fucking fucking fucking. Yes. It's bad. It's a bad song. It's oh, objectively it's great. bad. I love it. No, I, I was always like. Where was the Netflix skip the theme tune option when the show is? <laughs> there isn't one because you have to listen to it. It's part of the show. It's so long. It's so long. And then they're like turning and they're looking at art. Like, <laughs> you know, motorbikes, art, people diving into pools. Like, what, what the fuck is going on? It's bad. Shane's like fucking people in the men's room. That's how it always ends. Also, you know what's interesting though, actually, is so, like, so, okay, so I always thought the the correlation between art and the show was really funny to me. Yeah. Because it's very like their idea of art, they were like, oh, it's Jesus Christ being bum fucked by someone. It's, you know, like that, their idea of art was like, oh, it's controversial. And everyone's like protesting outside, like, art is, art yeah. is, woo. And like, it turns out that, <laughs> see, I told you I have such like weird total recall for certain things about this. That's thing. literally the series I just watched as well. You got it pretty much bang on. That's the reason why it's so Provocations was the series. That's literally what it was called. Yeah. So it's based off of like a real um, series of art that was uh, done by like, you know, the YBAs, like the young British artists. Mm. Like Oh, yeah. You know, Tracy Emin with, like, yeah. her... Um, Unmade bed. all the names of everyone that she's fucked on, like, the, the thing at the wall. And, <laughs> and Damien Hirst, like, um, putting all the animals in formaldehyde. Mm. So that mm. was a real exhibit that went to the Brooklyn Museum in New York and had, like, protests outside. Mm. Because someone made a statue of... Or a sculpture, sorry, I should say, of the woman... What's uh, I'm forgetting her name right now, but she's the woman that was, like... Myra Hindley. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, the Moors like, murders. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, someone made, like, a statue of her, like a sculpture. Oh. Or a painting of her out of children's handprints, I think it was. like it was... Oh, God. Yeah. And so it, it was, like, so that was at, like, the Brooklyn Museum in New York, and there were protesters mm. outside, and it was, like, I've been to that museum, by the way, and I've seen some, like, dope exhibits there. Like, it's so cool. Mm, There's one exhibit that is, like, a big triangle table, and it's covered in plates that are shaped like vaginas based off of what they think, like, certain specific really cool figures in history are. (gasps) Yes! Yes! I heard about that in the... That's in the documentary Feminist What Were They Thinking? Oh, I love that documentary. It's such a cool thing to walk around. Like, they're all so intricate and cool. Yeah, it's a triangle, isn't it? It's a triangle table, yeah. Yeah. But that's the same place that hosted, basically, provocations from the elbow. Is there anywhere our listeners can connect with you online? I mean, you could follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. I don't tweet much and I do not Instagram that much, but... (laughs) (laughs) And we can watch your um, stand-up, can't we, and your BBC3... 
I mean, if you search me on Google, you will find my various social media things. Like, I am not that. I mean, I'm mostly just at the moment, I just retweet and promote Black Lives Matter or mm-hmm. Black Trans stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I do. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, if you want to see more of that, <laughs> hit me up, baby. <laughs> and you can definitely access your LinkedIn, considering how sharp. <laughs> Apparently. I've been on it. I did not think that was the first thing that came up on, like, a Google search of me, but, like, yeah. Yeah, it does. It comes up. Yeah. Listen, if you want to uh-huh. give me a job, then go for it. Yeah. Like, there you are. <laughs> I guess is the summation of stuff. Please <laughs> find me. Employ me, I guess. I don't know. I'm, yeah. We'll thank you happens. so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. You can find The Invisible on Spotify and other popular streaming platforms. You can follow us on our social media on Instagram and Twitter at The Invisible Pod. The Invisible, created and hosted by Sarah Wingrove and Sean Williams. Music and effects created and performed by Joe James. Artwork designed by Toby Allen.